Yeah. Um, so I am Olivia Staltzfus. I grew up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, and now I go to the Rhode Island School of Design where I study textiles. I'm a, I'm a junior in textiles. And then I also minor in the literary art study, um, which for me means a lot of poetry and creative writing and um, thinking about my work through also like written language. Emerge, the official podcast of the Oxford Arts Alliance. Today, I spoke with artist Olivia Stoltzfitz about her solo exhibition on display at the Oxford Arts Alliance entitled Reflections on Home, which will be in the Emerging Artist Gallery from May 3rd until April 28th, 2023. In our interview, Olivia spoke about what to expect in her exhibition and the road trip that influenced so many of the works. Yeah, so right off the bat, so um, were those the two fields, was that when you were in college, or excuse me, when you were in high school, were those the two fields that you knew you wanted to go into, or were those two things that you went to uh, Providence, and as you were doing your studies, you kind of fine-tuned into those? Um, yeah, so I had textiles in mind towards the very, very end of high school after I had already decided I was going to RISD. Um, but like my background in high school was a lot of fine arts, very, um, like I would say traditional realistic, um, which definitely like developed my, um, like ability to, to very literally translate something that I see onto paper, which I'm so grateful for. Um, and then RISD is set up. So the first year of the undergrad program, it's um, just like general studio classes. So I had time before I decided to definitely go into textiles. Um, so at that point, I was debating between painting or textiles, but I felt like um, the textiles department allowed me to use more resources and kind of have like a broader range of skills coming out of the undergrad program. Um, but definitely like everything I worked on in high school is still very integrated into what I do. And I still paint and I still, um, you know, like have a sketchbook and work realistically at times. So it was all very valuable. And I'm sure you've heard this. Um, we're going to talk about your exhibition uh, in a second, but I'm sure you've heard this question many times, uh, especially, especially in the arts. So with textiles specifically, where, um, you know, what, what is the next step once you get through your studies? Like, what, where do you want to take that? Um, well, as a junior, I'm not in a certain path yet. So I'm still kind of learning all the, all the different skills that you can build. Um, but then senior year, you can go into a certain track. So it's either apparel, interiors, or um, like fine arts. And I think I'm definitely more fine arts oriented. I'm kind of just like an independent worker. Um, and within that, you know, like you can develop apparel and, you know, fabrics for interiors and things. But um, for me, I see a next step as kind of developing my own work. I'm really interested in quilting. And um, I think that my personality just works well, kind of being independent. So, yeah, I'm not exactly sure what that looks like yet, um, but I'm I'm interested, too, <laughs> in what will happen. So with this space, uh, tell us a little bit about the type of work that um, someone can expect to see if they and um, kind of experience as they walk in. Yeah, so this uh, exhibition is called Reflections on Home, um, which I mean home in the broadest sense of the word. So it's kind of talking about um, 
like where you feel most settled in yourself. And so the exhibition deals with a lot of landscapes and um, like a very intimate experience with different landscapes. Um, and a lot of the work came from my experience um, road tripping around the US. So I went down South and to the West um, and especially we were in the Southwest for a while. So New Mexico has like a, a big part in the exhibition. Um, but so like Lancaster landscapes, I think have really informed um, my appreciation for land and the way that it sustains us as individuals. Um, and land itself has really been such a such an integral part of my spiritual practice. And um, so I think as a whole, the exhibition is really just my uh, expression of gratitude to the land for supporting me as an artist. And um, yeah, so I hope that as people walk into the exhibit, you can feel kind of the spiritual quality of communing with earth and all that it has to offer. Um, and a lot of the work also is developed using natural materials. So on the road trip, I um, like naturally dyed some of the fabrics that are used in these kind of like landscape abstractions. Um, and so it was like even the process of creating these things, it was a very intimate experience with the materials. Is all the work kind of from this this road trip or this time is, and place or is it spread out over a couple of years? Um, yeah, so it it was just um, like a four month experience, and the I kind of came to think of some of the work in the exhibit as like fabric collages, like quick sketches um, with the limited materials that I had with me on the road trip. But it was um, this last spring, so really like May April of twenty twenty two, and um, yeah, so I think it was just like me scrapping together these um, like moments that we experienced on the road trip and um it's just kind of thinking of like where what is the constant when you're always on the move like what is always there and what is home to you when you don't have a house right there you know so I think a lot of these fabric collages are um just like quick moments of appreciation although they do take a lot of time and um like I work on a lot of them simultaneously so it's like I'll I'll come to a certain point of completion with one and then start another and go back and forth between all of them. Um, yeah. Was that, was the intention go on a road trip and create art based on those landscapes or was, or was this something like, Hey, we're going on a road trip. And as you were doing it, like four months is a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it was, it something like you came up with the idea for these pieces while you were on that, I guess, which one started first. Yeah, so these um, little like fabric sketches began after we were in New Mexico, which was about um, like two months into the road trip. We had been working on different homesteads, um, kind of just doing like a work a work exchange um, situation where we would help in whatever like farm or we were on a flower farm and things like that um, in exchange for room and board. And um, so basically what happened was in New Mexico, we ended up at this really amazing um, artist residency for a few, for like two weeks. Um, it was Jennifer and Steve Nix um, who own the Project Minka and I can send you the information so 
you can have it. Um, but I ended up with this amazing weaver in New Mexico in Taos. And so I helped her like set up a loom and I only had time to make one small tapestry, um, which I gave to the residency. So it's not in the exhibit, but um, <laughs> unfortunately, um, but basically then we had to keep going on the trip. So we went to Arizona and California and the whole time I was like, oh, I just really want to, I wish I had a loom. Like I wish I was settled and I wish I had a loom. Um, but obviously like we're in the car and we're moving and we have places to be. So I couldn't, I couldn't be weaving. Um, but I was like dreaming of all these different, um, like compositions that I would want to make. And so basically I just had like some fabric that we thrifted along the way. And I started like creating these, um, like just ideas of what I would want to weave if I could. And so that's really where it started. I think that was maybe in like California in like month three out of four of the road trip. Um, and then I kind of just became obsessed with that because I really, I, I had so much like creative energy flowing, but like nowhere to put it. So yeah, they didn't even start as like, I wasn't thinking of them as finished objects in themselves. They were kind of like me dreaming of like, when I'm back in Providence and when I have materials, this is what I'm going to do. But then like, they just kept like manifesting and I became really excited about them. You were in the Midwestland and you, you, so you didn't finish these when you were in the state that you were creating it of, is that correct? Yeah, I definitely just like carried it along with me and would either like embroider while I'm in the car and my sister's driving or like, I mean, even months after, like I can, there's never really like a finished uh, like object with them. They're, they just keep living. Um, and even some of the fabrics, like when we, we were in California camping outside of Yosemite, I like got some pine cones and dyed some of the fabrics. So, like it's very attached to the land. And like, that's a fabric that's in the exhibit, which is, is like really satisfying and amazing to me. Um, and I think what you were saying too, about like photographing the landscape, it, it was kind of awesome to see my experience of the road trip transform because sometimes when you're even though like you're experience experiencing something really amazing and you know it's amazing I think as an artist sometimes it's hard to know like what the point is so then the point became making these beautiful translations of what I was seeing like I felt like there was some like dynamic relationship and like purpose between what I was experiencing and how it was like as an artist I'm kind of gifted this opportunity to like give it a second life almost um and I think too one of my intentions with the road trip was to actually like like feel the land like feel how alive it is and I think these um like compositions are an expression of that but you you had talked a lot about um sustainability before our our um interview started can you can you uh, kind of talk more about that regarding the, regarding your work? Yeah. Um, so I kind of see, well, okay. So first of all, a lot of the fabric that is seen in the show and a lot of the materials, um, like there's also some weavings included in the exhibit. Um, a lot of that is like secondhand material that I didn't buy, um, you know, like first it was used by someone else and then I got it and transformed it into something else. 
Um, so that's one way that sustainable sustainable practices are um, used in my work. Um, and then I also think that the composition and subject matter is like an expression of how I hope to live. Um, and I think it's just like coming out of the the values that I hold in my in my own life, um, like really trying to not have things I don't need, not buying things that I don't need, just having a very uh, simple life. And I think that can be very satisfying and like you value your things more when there's less around. Um, and then I think also when you're when you're looking at some of the landscapes that are in the show, it's like a very simplified version of what was there sometimes. Like the abstractions are just very like minimalistic, which I think also kind of like comes out of that value of that I hold of simplicity and um, yeah, just looking for like simple soulful experiences and you don't need like so much more than that. I, I was going to ask you about that because when I was reading the, your artist statement earlier, um, I, no I noticed that you were, you had talked a little bit about um, kind of thrifting to get a lot of the, the materials that you needed for, for a lot of your artwork rather than going to a store, buying materials that you need, putting it mm -hmm. together, then going to the next state, buying what you needed. Um, is that something that you think you're going to continue in your art going forward? Is that, you know, not just like going on road trips and doing artwork, but um, finding more natural ways uh, or more sustainable ways to, to create your fabric collages or, or your, your work? Yes, definitely. I think there's so little need in a lot of situations to buy something new. There's so much out there that people don't use or have, you know, like, given away that are available and cheaper and I'm just like for my own life that works a lot better for me um than buying things new so that's definitely something I'll continue in my practice um especially when I'm out of school and have less resources to materials like I'll definitely be looking for ways that I can um use things that have already you know give things a second life um yeah, that's definitely very important to me. And then also um, in there's a big weaving that I included in the exhibition. Um, and that was a like I naturally dyed some wool that I had for the weft. So that's the uh, the <laughs> the yarn that you're using left to right on a weaving. Um, so there's a lot of like I I love naturally dyeing materials, fabrics or yarns or anything. So um, you see that a lot in the in the work there too. And that's can definitely you, something I would continue. <laughs> can you give us an example of, of naturally dying? I mean, I, I don't think, Oh yeah. I don't think a lot of people that, that might be coming into the exhibition, myself included, like I've never naturally dyed something and I, I don't really know what goes into it. Yeah. So um, like some of the fabrics that are included from the road trip series, those fabrics, like, literally what I would do is we're at our campsite and I would like have a pan with some water in it, like really scrappy, you know? Um, but then I would get either like pine cones from around wherever we were, or you can get like onion skins just literally at like the grocery store. And there's so many different materials that can give you like really amazing colors. Um, like some of the, the greens that you see that's from red onion skins, which is like 
surprising but really cool yeah yeah and then you can like modify the colors either with like some iron or alum and then um it like gives you different uh like hues or depth of color so yeah there's a lot of fun things you can do with it that's cool it seems like you get just as much joy out of doing the composition as you do um trying to to find things to make the composition yes yeah it was like a whole experience yeah, I I almost want to call you a forager, but that's not. What I'm <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that would be correct. Yeah, I I was interested because like when you started talking about naturally dying things, I dying I think in my like capitalist brain, because I'm so in my like non art brain when I hear dying, I think of um, uh, chemicals, mm-hmm. especially like I live in Delaware, so Dupont is right there. There's a lot of chemicals that are made for dyeing everything from steel to all that kind of stuff. So I think my brain immediately went to using chemicals and I'm thinking, is she carrying that with her or? uh, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's something also that I've learned to work with like chemical dyes at RISD, um, which then there is one large, one large um, quilted piece in the show that is done with I think entirely with chemical dyes. Um, and that was one of my final projects within like the academic semester. So um, like, I'm sure I'll make another piece that's similar to that using only natural dyes when I have the time and resources. But um, yeah, so that's like a, that's another process, just another way to dye the fabrics or any materials, but um, yeah, like naturally dyed wool or, you know, cotton or anything. It, it has, this it'll keep the color the same if you do it correctly so um there's like sometimes a misconception that if it's naturally dyed it won't last but it will if you take care of it and part of your artist statement um you had added a poem to it could you kind of give us a little bit of background about that about that poem yeah um so mary oliver is the poet that i included there um and she's i really enjoy her work and also my mom enjoys her work like she's just kind of been around for a bit in my life um and I think kind of what that poem let me pull it up actually okay I can get it too if you need to I have it on the screen oh no that's good I I uh pulled it up um yeah so I think kind of what that poem is talking about to me is the on the road trip especially it's just kind of that like vast nothingness and everything that you can experience when some of the structures that kind of hold your daily life together are kind of taken away. Um, And that was happening on a lot of levels for me when I was developing most of the work that's in this exhibition, um, just through like a lot of different circumstances in my life. But I think one thing that came to me um, on the road trip was just how supported we always are by the land and how healing it is to actually just take some moments of your day or your week to appreciate that. And going back to like being in a city now versus being in like a more, you know, like expansive natural landscape. That's something that I still try to do, like just taking moments to actually appreciate the natural things around me even just when the sun is out it makes such a big difference compared to like a rainy day even though rainy days are great too but it's just like the trees are alive and they see you and 
the grass is there and you can appreciate that. And so I think um, the poem is kind of talking about how you can kind of let your identities go for a moment when you're with nature. Like there's just a vast emptiness that is daunting if you let it be, but then it's also very comforting to know like, hey, we're only here for a very short amount of time and eventually we're going to go back to nothingness. So like, let's take a moment to feel that now and not feel fear around that, but like appreciation that there is some reason that we're here and we get to experience this world. But living in the city or living um, apart from those landscapes or not really like, you know, being able to even experience them through art. I think sometimes Mm -hmm. we, we feel that we're something other than nature. Nature is just this other thing that's pretty to look at. So Mm. Um, if I could just add on to that for a second. No, go for it. Yeah. So um, the Buddhist monk and teacher Thich Nhat Hanh is like a Mm -hmm. big um, inspiration and supporter, I would say, in my spiritual life. And he always talks about um, like seeing the sun or the clouds or water in everything so even in what you're eating like mindfully eating is a way to connect with nature so like if you're having a vegetable or something it's like the sun is in that like the earth is in that and I think that's another way that the natural landscape comes into like even city life or wherever you are you're it's seeing that everything is connected ultimately and I think in some of the compositions or all of them really it was like I was kind of realizing my eyes were being open to the way that everything is really the same. Like I see figures in the mountains and I see like the same patterns of the clouds and the lines in the sky, like in my hand, like it's amazing when you open your eyes to that, it's like everything is the same. And I think that was something that I really needed to learn. And that was like a main lesson on the road trip. Like everything is the same. And I, in some ways, like, I feel like the road trip never ended and it never really began like going back to Lancaster that's like where I grew up but I maybe didn't always consciously realize how important the landscape and the land and the people are to me until I was away and could see that like it saved my life like the land always saved my life and I just needed to like open my eyes to that and see nothing nothing really begins or ends. It's just like a continuation and you are where you are at every moment. So like a moment of it's, it's like the idea that I'm never going to feel more contentment in another moment as I could right now, like any contentment I'll feel, I need to feel right now. Yeah. So whether I'm in New Mexico or like a it's like, I, I want to embrace however that feeling like whatever feeling I think I'll have somewhere else like right now. So with, with this work or this show in particular, is this something that um, this is the only time these pieces are going to come together in this way? Or are you looking to kind of branch out from here and take this exact exhibition and and put it in other places? Uh, This is the only time all this work it will be shown together. So this body of work, this is the only time it'll be in the same room together. But um, these, these, especially the fabric 
sketches landscape things like they keep coming to me and I keep making them so I think it's gonna be like a continued series um for as long as it feels like enlivened to me so I'm gonna keep going with those um but yeah this is the only time that all this work will be together in this way and uh the specific pieces that I made on the road trip those also like they're for sale so if they go they're gonna go to different people in different places so um which I would love and I don't need them to stay with me like I again I feel like these sketches are just very alive and there's many more to come so like I will always have them but it'd be awesome if other people had them too yeah like you have a very you you don't have a very uh what's the right way of explaining this I don't want to use the word attachment because you're obviously attached to your own works, but you don't have a, uh, there's not this sense of ownership that I, that I sense a lot of mm. other people have with your work. Like you, you seem to really want people to have the work, not because you just want to sell the work, but you, you, you just really want to share that with them. Am I, am I reading that it's, right? Yes, that's so right. I think I've for so long had like a very, for my experience, a very egotistical attachment to my work and like, especially trying to get into RISD and being at RISD, it's like tough. Cause there is a big like personal attachment to your work and like mm -hmm. even socially the work you make has an impact. And it's just like, I'm over it. I just, right now that's how I feel. Like I just, I've, I'm kind of just totally exhausted trying to force something that isn't there for me or doesn't feel right to make and I yeah I mean I think even some of when I'm creating some of this stuff it's like you could go forever with it like this piece could be entirely embroidered for like 50 hours and that could be fine or it could just be like a really simple like two pieces of fabric of certain colors coming together and that's what transports a person into the world that I want them to be transported into. So it's funny. I think like some of the work that's in this show is almost simplified against my egotistical judgment. Like I, not all of it came very easily because I had to be like, stop, like this is fine as it is, you know, which is kind of hard, especially like being at a school like this. And with my personality, I'm like, very critical of myself usually so some of this is like an expression of hope hopefully like a, a softer side of my artistic practice where I said no more and I cut it at like a certain amount of time or effort so yeah that I I did not get that impression from you so mm -hmm. that that's interesting that you said that because yeah, yeah I mean I know I'm not, I know a lot of folks are are like that that there's this the the ego kind of comes it comes into a lot of it but it's yeah. interesting that you I don't know in 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 the past 40 minutes that we've been talking that that, that didn't come out in that way it seemed <laughs> yeah well well, it, well yeah yes. <laughs> I think for me something that's really important is honoring the piece in itself like what it wants to be and who am I to say that it would be a better piece if I put 20 more hours into it like the impact might be better if I keep it simple and that's not to say that all the years of dedicated practice working on something for 100 hours 
isn't feeding into this piece now, like a piece that may have taken less time is actually 10 years of really dedicated work that has given me the sensibilities to know how to handle the materials now. And they do take a lot of time. Like these collages, they're not, it's not like a, it's a different way of working, but it's not less skill or technique. It's just me letting go of the things that I've in the past decided are better and trying to see, you know, like rather just trying to let the piece breathe and be what it needs to be. Um, and believing that that will have the impact that I want it to have. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think for me, it's just like, I'm at a point where I want to have a, like I've, I've put in the time and I've put in the, you know, the regiment of becoming skilled with my design sensibilities and, all the different techniques I've learned in textiles. It's like, I've learned all that. And now I want a different, softer, more interconnected way of working. That isn't just about me. Like I really do want it to be honoring to what I'm presenting. And, you know, it's like an experiment, like believing that's enough. And I think it is, and maybe other people will too. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Olivia Stosfus. For more information on the Oxford Arts Alliance, visit www.oxfordart.org.